For those of you that thought we're done talking about the rivalry with Michigan, well, we are not. Today's show is all about how Ohio State can regain control of the rivalry with the Michigan Wolverines. You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Buckeyes fans, welcome back for the episode of Locked On Buckeyes. For the Locked On Podcast Network, I'm your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. It is Thursday, November 30th in the year 2023, and joining us for the entire show. It's been a long time since we've had this guest with us. It's my guy, our guy, Mo Murphy of the Off the Ball Network. Mo, I'm glad to have you back. Wish it was under better circumstances, because, dog, I said it when Jeff was here. That lost things. Bro, it does. It 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 does. I'm still not fully over it, man. I'm really not. It's tough. So tough. So tough. I was thinking about that game, the way the game ended, and comparing it to 2019. Both games ended ended with an interception. However, when Justin Fields threw that pick with the ball intended for Chris Alave in 2019 against Clemson, I thought Ohio State had a realistic shot to win that game. Like, hey, that's a good ball. That's to your that's to your guy. Oh, he made it out of this world type of play to intercept the ball the feeling was different Saturday bro like even when McCourt was driving my belief that Ohio State was going to win that game on that final drive was not like it was in 2019 when the Buckeyes had the final drive of that game I think it kind of goes to show exactly how things are all right now for Ohio State we believe things about Justin Fields that we don't believe about the QB1 in Columbus right now yeah, I mean, 100%. Um, even though I'm not going to lie, the first two throws, even though Fleming fumbled the ball and we recovered it, after them first two throws, Kyle McCord had started to settle in throughout the game anyway. He did. he did. So I'm like, hey, you know, we got the ball back. Not a lot of time. I wish we, you know, had two and a half, three minutes, not, you know, less than a minute left. Um, but once he made those two throws, I'm like, you know, even before the series, I'm sitting there talking to my wife. I'm like, Kyle McCoy has a chance to be legendary. Like, you've spent all football season, every Saturday, of me listening how we are so good and we are a quarterback short of being national champions, literally. Like, we have an elite quarterback. We are hoisting a national championship this year. <clears throat> Sorry. That's how good we are this year. Defense loaded. Wide receiver room. Running backs are good. Offensive line was improving every week. Um, But... You just, at the same time, you expected it to crash and burn because the first two plays was way too good to be true. The setup for the way that game could have ended was way too good to be true. And when he threw that pick, you were just like, yep, that, that, that's it. That, that's, that's what we expected. He already threw a pick anyway, but you're like, that's what you expected with Kyle McCord. Like, that was he – did, he didn't fail to uh, – he, he didn't fail to meet expectations of what you, how you thought the game would end. Mo, what – a lot of us did expect, which is actually what happened on Wednesday, was that Marvin Harrison Jr. would be all Big Ten first team and would possibly win Big Ten receiver of the year. But he also won Big Ten offensive player of the year as well. Harrison won that award. He's also receiver of the year. Also, Kate Stover won tight end of the year for the Big Ten. And for a school like Ohio State that really doesn't have a track record, a great track record of developing tight ends, 
for Case Dover to come in as a defensive player, play DN, play tight end, play linebacker, back to tight end, been a utility player for the Buckeyes that they've needed. But for Stover to win tight end of the year and for Harrison to win not only receiver of the year, but also Big Ten offensive player of the year, that's huge for the Buckeyes this year. Yeah, it's a bigger knock on Kyle McCord. Man, man, it goes back <laughs> to him, huh? <laughs> you had the best receiver in the conference. You had the best tight end in the conference. Really, Kate Stover just got lucky. Iowa couldn't score a touchdown if they tried. Right. Because usually it's somebody from Iowa, but this year they you get one touchdown out of them, and that's about it, and a few field goals. I, I bet Iowa got the best kicker of the year. Like I, mean, I didn't fully look at the awards, but I'm sure they got kicker of the year with as many field goals as he kicked to win games and play, represent Iowa. Uh, in the Big Ten Championship this year. But, I mean, did we expect – Offensive Player of the Year, I guess, could have – who was in the running? Blake Corum, maybe? Like, yeah, I would put like, him over, over Marv, not at right. all. Right, so it was like Blake Corum, maybe. Like, it was basically – I mean, Marvin Harrison Jr. walked into these awards being his to lose. Like, there wasn't right. a better receiver than him unless it was on his own roster, which would have been a Mecca, Buka at the time, um, going into the season. There wasn't nobody that you thought was going to play so much more elite offensively than Marvin Harrison Jr. I guess if there was, it would have been Blake Corm or J.J. McCarthy. Essentially, would have been like the two guys that you could see. But the rest of the teams, maybe Drew Allard, depending on. But just being a first-year starter, you weren't 100% sure. So I'm not surprised Marvin Harrison. I mean, come on, he's been the fan favorite. You might hate Ohio State, but everybody loves Marvin Harrison Jr. Every NFL fan base is pitching for why they should draft Marvin Harrison Jr. Like. He's really become the hottest name in football, and that's like NFL or college and regardless of position. His name is more out there in fan bases' name for the NFL. Fan bases are, they want to weigh their guy. They want to, you know, hey, our, we got a guy just as good. Look at the numbers. Without a, the substance of he did all this without a good quarterback. Your guy did it with a great quarterback, possibly winning the Heisman, the, the Oregon receivers, the Washington receivers, the LSU receivers. Like, y'all got Heisman quarterback candidates that are probably going to be, those three are probably going to be in New York with Marvin Harrison Jr. And one of them is going to win the award. But it's like, those are the guys that got your receivers ball. Not saying, not taking anything away from those guys, but yeah. bro, Marvin Harrison Jr. is hands down. Like he is the best receiver, even if it's just from an NFL prospect standpoint. Like I think his, I think he could have been better this year, but I'm not really sure it's on him. Like at some point, even though that's your guy and y'all played in high school together, like at some point, bro, like you being so elite, like, Good isn't good enough. And if all Kyle McCord is, is good. It wasn't good enough this year. But, yeah, these were Marvin Harrison Jr.'s awards to lose. He would have had to get hurt and not play. I mean, he had three, four games under 30 yards. Still ended up with touchdowns in those games or whatever. But, like, he had, you had an opportunity if you were a receiver to snag best receiver. You had an opportunity to snag best offensive player, and nobody really took it from him. And like I say, he walked in being a fan favorite, being the superstar and one of the faces of college football anyway. So it's tough to take any award from him. You know, Ma wanted to keep going through some of these guys that won all Big Ten, first team, second team, third team at Ohio State. This one surprised me. Now, I expected Marvin Harrison Jr. to be first team automatically. Travion Henderson, first team, all Big Ten this year, first team. Didn't expect it. Um, Cade Stover, of course. Josh Fryer, still baffled that that actually happened. First team, all Big Ten. Donovan Jackson, first team, all Big Ten. That one shocked me as well. Didn't Donovan um, Jackson get benched earlier in the year? Wasn't he the guy we benched? He's not the one from – he's from San Diego State, ain't he? No, that's the left tackle. Okay, okay. Yeah. I was about to say, didn't we bench? I don't think he <laughs> got benched. No, I don't think he, I don't think he no, got benched. No, the San Diego State, it was the one – I'm just thinking Donovan Jackson was the one. But, okay, I mean, I guess we got two offensive linemen on first team. All right. 
yeah, I was I was really, really shocked. Second team all um Big Ten on the offensive side of the ball, Matt Jones, right guard, and then third team all Big Ten for Ohio State, Kyle McCord, Ameka Abuka. Those are the only two there. Mo, this goes into a problem I have seen. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I'm gonna shut up. I saw what? your face. I'm gonna shut up. Kyle McCord and Ameka Abuka got third team all Big Ten. I was, waiting, I was waiting for this. I was waiting for, for it. what? Yeah, Emeka, bro. Listen, I love Emeka Buka. I think he's a first round talent. I think he's going to go in the first round, and I think he's going to do some really great things. Bro missed half the season. Bro, bro didn't Roman, play. Half Roman the Wilson got it over Emeka Abuka. I don't think Roman Wilson's better than Abuka at all. I don't. I don't. Abuka didn't play. Like I'm That's surprised no, he made. Right. I can't believe he made any All Big Ten anything. Like I'm actually surprised that he made it. I'm the more coaches voted him in. The media did not. That was a coach's vote for that one. I could see if it was the media, but the coaches was like, I mean, I guess essentially though, who who didn't like who did a Mecca Abuka get it over would be the what receiver are you like? He should have been there. And I don't it was a lack of wide receiver play in the Big Ten. It wasn't really yeah. no elite wide receivers. Well, I mean, they were either played at Ohio State or Michigan. Right. Even Penn State ain't had no really good receiver. No. No, they did not. They were Roman Wilson in the Ohio State receiving core. I mean, I bet Carnell Tate got a coach's vote for the couple plays he made throughout the season. <laughs> I'm going to get to that in a second, Mo, because you just gave me a thought with Carnell Tate that I think goes into how Ohio State can regain control of this rivalry because they've clearly lost it, losing three in a row. We're going to dive into that next on Locked on Buckeyes. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for, and with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebay.com slash motors. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Mo, it disgusts me to see Michigan beat Ohio State. Like yeah. it's, How could it not? <laughs> it's annoying. It's disgusting. It gives me an uneasy feeling in my stomach when I see them beat Ohio State one time. And they talk. A second time. They a talk. third time. It's so – It's I, dude, you know me. I grew up Pacers fan. I couldn't stand the Knicks as a kid at all. Couldn't stand John Starks. I liked Allen Houston and Latrell Sprewell until they played the Pacers, and I said, no, I don't want y'all to do anything. And my disdain for Michigan's way, way worse than it is for Allen Houston, Latrell Sprewell, Patrick Ewing, Charlie Ward, any of those guys. Dude, this is bad. I never thought we would be here this year discussing the third straight loss to Michigan. I did. Like, I... I picked Ohio State to win the game. First off, I always say before I pick Ohio State to win a game that I'm not picking against them. I don't care who they play. Yeah. So it might be, it's the illogical, like even doing podcasts and all that. I don't care. Like I, I'm still, 
I'm not on ESPN. I'm allowed to be as biased as I want. I'm a fan first. I'm that. never picking against my boys. I don't I care. That. The whole world against, oh, they're not going to beat Penn State. Sure, we got them. They're not going to beat Notre Dame on the road. Don't care. We're going to do it. Oh, they're not going to beat Michigan in the big house. Why am I supposed to think different? Or else you're not a real fan. Like, you can be, ah, oh, it's going to be tough and this and that. Or they might actually lose. No, I'm betting on Ohio State every time. I'm taking Ohio State. But, but you can see this happening, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. like you, you can't have watched Kyle McCord all year and then thought that, like, the biggest game of his life well, it's, I'm sure you're. I'm sure you're going to mention what he said about walking into the biggest game of his life, but that's the problem. That is the problem. What Kyle McCord said is the problem under Ryan Day. This was just another game to them, and it has been another game to them for the past three years. Where get and and we can talk about the sign stealing. I don't care about none of that right now. Guess when Michigan started winning? Maybe it was when they started stealing signs, but it was when Jim Harbaugh said, "You know what." We may not beat Ohio State. I might not ever beat Ohio State, but I'm going to die trying. Me and my boys going to die trying to beat Ohio State. And if that meant they went to the extreme to steal signals and, and get these big, beefy offensive linemen, beat you up in the trenches and steal your sign, so be it. They've been winning. And so maybe we need to die trying because we're treating this, you could tell these players are treating it just like another game. What you call it? Our most passionate player was a transfer that got on campus in January. Most passionate player. Played with the most fire, was lit up all game. He was a transfer in January. He didn't commit to this coming out of high school. He didn't get recruited this pitch when he committed to Ohio State as a junior or senior in high school of what it means to be a Buckeye and have to beat Michigan. He decided this is the best opportunity for me. I don't care nothing about, you know, I don't think he transferred. It was like, it's about Michigan. It's about beating Michigan. He's like, this is the best opportunity for me. I could play here. We know Ohio State sent corners to the NFL, successful, long careers, and this is the place for me. That's the guy that has the most fire, though. The guy that has no dog in the fight, essentially. The guy that ain't been embarrassed the past two years going into this year. The guy that ain't on a revenge tour is your most passionate guy on, on Saturday. Then you're doing all that dancing before the game. You got Kyle McCord. Two stepping, shooting, <laughs> shooting fadeaway jumpers before a game and some man, come on, man, y'all not focused. Y'all not focused on the task at hand. They not. They, they there's there's a lack of focus. That that's what it is. It's a lack of focus. Y'all don't either. You don't understand the assignment. You don't care to get an A plus on the assignment, or this just doesn't mean everything to you. And if it doesn't, portal window opens on December fourth. One, I don't believe all of them collectively understand the assignment. Two, first quarter, mom's sitting down watching this game. And Igbenosa makes a tackle. I knew what you were talking about when you said transfer in January. Igbenosa makes a tackle. And out of my mouth comes, that's an SEC corner. Not that's an Ohio State corner. That's an SEC corner. Think about how far removed we are away from 2019. Damon Arnett on one side, Jeff Okuda on the other, uh, uh, Sean Wade in the middle, a nickel corner. You couldn't do nothing. You couldn't do anything. Now you have the emergence of, of Jordan Hancock. Great. He's healthy, which goes into that as well. Denzel Burke playing phenomenal ball. So we're getting closer to that. I think we had, you actually got really close to that this year with the three guys that you mentioned, the transfer. Uh, I mentioned Hancock and Burt. But, dude, you're right, man. They don't understand the assignment. And it's really sad on my part that I think of his previous school, not his current school, in regards to how he is playing, 
I've seen numerous games Ohio State. We watch Ohio State every week. Passion is not what it needs to be in a regular game, especially in this one. Player development, which I think that's a big one that Ryan Day's missing. He can recruit really good. I will not take that away from him. Bro, the player development is not what it was. And I'm not even going to go back to Jim Tressel. Under Urban Meyer, player development was at the top, was one of the top, thing, top things on the list. You're recruiting and player development and then your toughness. Now, that's that, that's just a three-quick point checklist of what does Ryan Day, uh, Urban Meyer care about? Recruiting, player development, and toughness. And every time they were on the field, you saw he recruited elite players. They were developed at an, at an elite level, and they were the toughest players on the field every single game. Ryan Day's recruiting is really good, but it can't get better. Player development, it's not really good. Think about this, Mo. And I heard Joshua Perry uh, make a comment about the wide receiver room. He's been spitting, boy. He's been spitting. I ain't even going to lie to you. Brian Hartline is is looked at as one of the best recruiters in the sport. Why in the world, when you lose your number two guy, you can't have anybody step up? Or are you too afraid to play the guys that are freshmen who clearly have showed they deserve to have some role on the offense? I don't know. But, bro, something is wrong, wrong. The only way to regain the the, the rivalry and gain, regain control and to win back-to-back-to-back years, you got to start developing players the way Urban did. I understand Urban had a long track record of that at multiple stops before coming to Ohio State. I don't care. He retired, came back, and it, it was like he didn't miss a beat. you got to start developing players at an elite level and treating Whoever plays quarterback next year, if they say this is just another game, I'm going to have to have you and Jeff on the show at the same time to just go off. I'm going to say, hey, this is the show, Locked on Buckeyes. These are my guys, our guys, Mo and Jeff. And the show was theirs because they got something to say. I'm going to let y'all go at it about that because that really, really, really annoyed me and really just showed us how the players view this game. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had, winning up to 25 times my money this football season. You just select two or more players, pick more or less on the projected stats, and place your entry. Price picks is really simple to play. I can make my picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types of what make Price Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Price picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Yeah, I mean, they don't. I don't know, because you now that you bring up Joshua Perry, like, bro, he's he said, like, and he him and other guys, former players have kind of tweeted about it, handed towards it, talked about it. Urban Meyer made you for 365. If you played yes. three years, if you played there for three, four, five years, for 365 days, times, well, 364 days, times however many years you were there. That's how many days. 
Urban Meyer made sure that you understand what playing for Ohio State meant. It meant beat Michigan. And you know why Urban Meyer pitched that so hard? First off, because the rivalry means that much. Second off, because he knew if I prepare you for that, everything in your way of the final game of the season, you'll get out the way. You will get them out the way. You will move Penn State out the way. You'll move Wisconsin out the way. To put your full focus, you never look ahead. Each step is a step to that 12th step to reach the top and walk in to that door. And you don't get to walk into that door until you touch that 12th step and move it out your way. And so, Urban, I don't think Ryan Day's doing that. I really don't. and, And if he is, I don't think people are believing it. I don't think people are buying it. Like, I think under Ryan Day on the offensive side of the ball, you know, if you come here, you're going to go to the NFL uh, for the most part, whether you're successful or not. I don't know, but he's put multiple quarterbacks in the NFL. He's put multiple, you know, first round wide receivers who are having pretty good careers um, under Ryan Day. So, like, I think you're more, I think you're coming to Ohio State to go to the NFL now. I don't think the, the other objectives of, we haven't won since 2014. Like, we haven't won a national championship since 2014. We've played in one since then. We've played in multiple playoffs, but we haven't won since 2014. And it just, it doesn't seem like, it seems like everybody focuses, especially in, in part of it is just the kids now. Like, you're paying players. You really think, like, they're supposed to buy I mean, I'm going to get my million dollars regardless. Am I supposed to buy into this rivalry? How much does this rivalry mean to me? Did I come to Ohio State? You used to weed them out. Now, yeah. Because Ohio State and, and Bama and, and everybody else want to be so good, they will pay $2 million for that superstar, five-star recruit that does not care about your, your history, your, your rivalry, what games you can't lose. They don't care. Who's the highest bidder? I don't care about all that tradition and history or whatever. Who's the highest bidder? Of the five t- top five schools, who's going to pay me the most to come there? And so that changes how you treat some of these games. And you know what's crazy is, Jim Harbaugh ain't necessarily recruiting cream of the crop. No, Michigan ain't top five in recruiting every no. year. Michigan ain't got these superstars just coming in left and right. You know what he's recruiting? Dogs. That makes it, man. It, you know what's crazy? You've never heard NIL come out of Harbaugh's mouth. Don't like, need I, it. You, you ain't heard it. Mm-mm. He hasn't talked about, man, it's, it's hurting me getting players. He's like, bro, I want dogs. And you're going to come to Michigan. You're going to be a dog, and you're going to beat Ohio State. That's not what he's pitching. You get to be the man. You're going to be the man out here in Ann Arbor. You're going to be the man. You beat Ohio State. You're going to go to the league. Look at Aiden Hutchinson. Wasn't a Heisman candidate until the fact of four four sacks against Ohio State. Boom, he's up there in New York clowning C.J. Stroud with Desmond Howard to his face. Dave, this is what has happened. You lose three in a row. They talking. They going on Instagram lives. They got the Rich Eisens and, and everybody else that's Michigan fans that are on Fox Sports and ESPN. They talking. And guess what? They got, I respect it. They got every right to talk. You know why? They winning. You not. We was talking. We was talking when we was winning them games. When we, when it was the Ohio State Invitational at the end of the year of year, we was talking. Yeah, we they were. can't beat us. I don't care. Oh, Michigan undefeated. Man, we don't care about that. They undefeated. Oh, they got one loss to the number five. Team. We don't care. They ain't beat us in so long. I don't even remember what it's like to lose to Michigan. Not Michigan. It Now the shoe's on the other foot. The fan base don't like it, but what are you going to do about it? That's the how do how do you gonna regain control of the rivalry? Because that that's it's the only question here. It's not talent. We don't think we're not talented enough to play with Michigan, but there's something going on there that's not going on at Ohio State. That in 
you know, everybody want to point to the sign stealing. Bro, they beat us up, though. Like, sign stealing ain't got nothing to do with physicality. Nobody thought they were cheating for the past two years when they beat Ohio State. Nobody thought they were cheating. And then when it came out, oh, Stallions is gone, fired their linebacker's coach. They beat you again. Yeah. And it, it's it's tough because, like, I don't, I don't know the answer. Like, we need to improve at quarterback. Sure. I don't think your plan should be like, I'm sticking with Kyle McCord going into next year. You recruited Aaron Nolan. I know how Ohio State feel about freshmen, and I don't know how I would feel about a freshman quarterback starting and like, this going this gonna to be the guy that lead the uberly talented team that we're going to have next year. Um, even though I think he's that good, but I think he's going to be that good coming sophomore and junior year. Like, I think he's going to do the Ohio State cycle. He's going to take the reins for two years, be the star quarterback sophomore year, the Justin Fields, and then the C.J. Stroud, and then he goes to the NFL. Like, I think he's a two-year starter for a sophomore, junior year. I just don't know about a freshman. You got to get a quarterback. If he's not better than Kyle McCord, he got to be at least just as good to make either A, Kyle McCord improve or make that dude that's just as good as him improve to be able to win the starting quarterback job. But somebody's got to come in better than Kyle McCord, even if it's Kyle McCord himself, (laughs) being a better version of himself than this past year. Like, if that's a possibility and you're trying to bring in anybody and everybody, and you're like, this is going to be a quarterback competition. I will take 10 quarterbacks on this roster. Half of them will leave by spring because I'm going to name my starter in spring. And that's another thing. Whoever you bring in has to be competitive from day one. They have to be ready to compete. And you got to announce your starter after spring practice. Before that window opens back up, After you cannot, oh, we're going to play this game. If you go get Cam Ward or you go get uh, Riley Leonard or somebody else that's in the KJ Jefferson, if they're going to start, they got to be the starter. First off, give Kyle McCord the, the, you know, hey, you can enter the portal. Or, but you still, you got to rock all summer knowing who your starting quarterback is. You can't be splitting reps. You can't be doing all this. Got to improve. And, bro, you just got to be tough. Like, and it's easier said than done. We're not out there playing these games. And we're not out there walking into this game undefeated. But you're getting beat. Like, you're getting bullied. You're getting, you're losing in the trenches. And even though this game was close and we had an opportunity, like, they still were beating us up, and it was like just at points in time, we were just lucky enough to still be in the game. It went a lot. We just got lucky enough to be in the game at times. We were able to make plays when needed to, but and the coach got to be more aggressive. Don't pitch to me all year that this is the most aggressive you're going to be. You know what we need every Saturday? Georgia Ryan Day. That guy needs to be the head coach every Saturday. I thought for sure that was going to be him on Saturday. I thought we were going to get a re- uh, 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 a replay of how Ryan Day was on the sideline against Georgia. And we just didn't get that. He coached scared. He made scared calls. He played to not lose instead of playing to win. He played, he didn't play back against the wall football. And that's the problem. And that's kind of been the problem at Ohio State. You're not playing back against the wall football. Back was against the wall against Georgia. What do you do? Should have won the game. Like you didn't win. It's not a moral victory. But at the same time, like, Ohio State played as good as they had played all year, had an opportunity to beat the team that won the national championship. Like, you can live with a loss like that. Listen, we back against the wall. We threw everything out there. We let C.J. Stroud loose. Our defense made plays. Marvin Harrison Jr. played like a superstar. Like, everybody did their job. You got in a shootout with a team that's just as good as you, but everybody did their job. You can live with a loss like that. You can't live with this loss. You don't, call, you don't go for it on fourth and one. While Michigan going for it on fourth down, dang near every time. Four for one, four for two, they're going for it. You, you, your punter's terrible. Like, you, was, I have never seen an Ohio State punter be bro, that bad for an entire game. You waste 30 seconds, like going into halftime. You could, you had one timeout 
33 seconds left. You could have ran two to three plays without using your timeout. You're going to throw the ball anyway because you're trying to get better. Or you could have ran Trevion Henderson for five or six yards. Turn a 51-yarder into a 46-47 yarder. This guy ain't never kicked a 50-yarder since high school. And he only kicked one. And that was his career long was literally 50 yards. And you got this guy in the most pressure moment to keep the game within grasp. And it, it, would, it was within grasp anyway. 14-13 instead of 14-10, to 10, which we actually went into halftime down 14-10. to 10. But, like, every point matters, and you're like, hey, bro, kick your career long. With 30-something seconds left, I'm just going to watch the clock dribble down to three seconds, and we're going to put this 51-yard field goal pressure on you. You could have ran one or two more plays in a hurry-up offense, even if it's just short yardage, either get out of bounds or if we run the ball. Like, Travion, if you could break for it, cool. But if not, we just need short yardage and run two to three plays. Like, there were a lot of coaching errors that – People have been trying to tell me about Rondé. I just haven't paid attention to like I should. And it, it all came to light to me on Saturday, which is why I don't feel as strongly as I used to. You know, Mo, I actually anticipated Georgia Ryan Day on Saturday as well. But then I had this thought. Ryan Day's best coached games are when he has a month off to prepare. 2020 Clemson. against Clemson. <laughs> Clemson, Georgia. Had a, month, had a month off. Georgia, month off. Mm -hmm. And it really, that Georgia game, with all the things that didn't go Ohio State's way, the things that went their way, they're really close to beating Georgia in that game. And Georgia doesn't win back-to-back -back national championships. And many of us believe that Ohio State would have beat TCU in the 90 that year to win a national championship under Ryan Day's belt. But why? That's one thing I don't understand. The Notre Dame game, I, Penn State this year, why do you have to have a month off to have the best game of your life when you're coaching every single week? And the only way for him to, to get to, for the Buckeyes to regain control of their battle with Michigan, you said it, got to get a shift in the coaching of the, co of the coach, the head coach, for that to happen. Because, man, I, I'm confused. I was high. You and I were both higher on Ryan Day, and now we're, we're not off the train. But we're pretty close to being done with them for oh, done with them for good. I'm on the caboose, hanging on. Man, Just man, hanging, hanging on. on. Hey, hope, hopefully it's with two hands, bro, not one. If it's one, you might be off on it before the season starts. I'm still there with two, but I'm, I'm hanging on the caboose, man. Like I, I'm, I'm ready to jump. Like I am ready to jump, but I just. I don't know. I'm just not always sure the grass is greener on the other side. Even like I know 11 and one, and losing to Michigan is not. It's not okay, period. Right, like right. Three years in a row, too. Hey, every dog finds one, right? Like, But losing three years in a row, like that's a transition of dominance. Like yeah. We went from dominating them nine, ten years, winning 13 of the last 14, and you know all the numbers. Like That's a transition of dominance, and it looks like it's trending towards Michigan's about to be the team to win 13 of the next 14, and they're about to be, do us for the next 10, 15 years the way Ohio State did them for the past 10, 15 years. So – I just think Ryan Day needs like he needs to sit down, look in the mirror moment and be like, OK, you know what? I got this. I got that. I got this. I got that. What am I not doing? Am I, is my message not clear? Am I not passionate enough about my message? Am I not aggressive enough? Do I need to go all in? Because next year, I'm going to be honest. I think he's going to be coaching like his job's on the line all year, all year. I think you're going to see him. He's he going to be aggressive all year. Because you got to prepare them for those moments. Because if you are able to get through the schedule that you got and be able to be undefeated against Michigan, you got to be prepared for those moments because your only grace next year, if you lose to Michigan, I think you're out four in a row anyway. 
but your only grace is the fact that we'll have a 12 team playoff. So like you might lose to Michigan, but you still have an opportunity to win a national championship without even having to go. You may not have to go through Michigan again. You might feel like you could beat every other team because sometimes teams are better, but they just got your number. Yeah. I think Ohio state's more talented, just talent for talent. But the way Michigan play football, they're your kryptonite. The, your biggest weakness is their biggest strength. And on top of that, they just, they, they just want it more like, but I think we're more talented. I would take a lot of our skill position players over there, guys. They're more talented in the trenches, but the skill, the wide receivers, the corners, the safety, I'd take most of our guys over them, but they just want it more. And they just figure out how to just, if we can beat you physically, Ohio State's not the most physical football team, but they're physical enough to beat almost everybody, and they're finesse enough to pretty much beat everybody. they just not physical or finesse enough to beat Michigan because Michigan walks in this game, and whatever reason, it means everything for them to win this game. This recruiting class is Blake Corm and J.J. McCarthy and Donovan Edwards and Roman Wilson. Those guys that have been there for the past three years have been dominating Ohio State. It's meant everything to them. Like, I feel like the pitch was, you come on this campus to change the legacy. They beat us 13 of the last 14. We can't figure it out. They beat Coach Harbaugh. Come figure it out. And guess what? For the past three years, it's meant everything to them. You can tell. Blake Corm loves it. J.J. McCarthy loves it. Like, these guys that they recruited three years ago and this class that's been here and been winning these games, it means the world to them to win these games. And doesn't seem that way for Ohio State. The guys that have been here the past three years have been taking these L's. They don't take it personal. It just, dang, we lost. Hopefully, we could backdoor our way into the playoffs. That'd be nice. Like, that's where we're at right now. And it seems like we've been doing that every year. Dang, we lost. Hopefully, we could backdoor our way into the playoffs, though. There's still a chance for us to get in the playoffs. That, that's what people who don't care about this game walk away with. We could paint the playoff scenarios. Yeah, we do still have a chance. But that's not how you're supposed to be looking at it. Well, we still got a chance to go in the playoffs. We could backdoor in. We backdoor in last year. We backdoored in after losing to Penn State one time. Like, we figured out a way. The committee loves us. There's a way. We just need things to go right. We're going to be watching closely on Friday and Saturday. That's not what an Ohio State Buckeye player, coach, or anybody on the staff should be thinking. But I feel like that's how they're thinking. And if you're going to continue to think that way, it's going to be worse in the 12-team playoff because that game means nothing now. Ohio State-Michigan walking in undefeated to play each other next year literally means absolutely nothing because both teams go to the playoffs in this scenario next year. Yeah, doesn't right. matter. You don't got to win your conference. Both of those teams will walk in. The loser is still going to be one of the 12 best teams in the country, and I still get a playoff, and I still get to compete for a national championship. This was the last time this game means what it means. So I don't even know if Ryan Day beating Michigan going to mean that much next year. Who knows? They might let their foot off the gas. Who knows? We still in the playoffs. What's the point in playing and getting guys hurt, losing the offensive linemen who would be out for the playoff run that we're trying to make? For what? Doesn't mean anything. We've dominated when it matters, and now if we might see them when it matters in the playoffs. So this game, we, we don't even realize how much this game doesn't mean anymore, and that'll be when Ryan Day start winning again when it don't matter. Man. We'll win Man. next year because it doesn't matter. Oh, but when it matters, we're going to lose. Why, that, that's why we'll win because it doesn't matter. Game doesn't matter for Ryan Day. You can lose and guess – now you're playing with no pressure. If I lose, so what? We still the, – the, the biggest goal is still there. We still get to compete and try to play for the national championship. That's not the case this year, and you didn't play like it. Right. So I, it's like I'd be at a loss for words. I'd be – I don't know. I don't, I don't know how you get them to get it, like including the coaches. Like how do y'all not – Brian Hartman, how do you not step in and be like, forget what Ryan Day talking about. I played in this rivalry. I played in this. I didn't lose this game. 
I was on that team that won 42 to 39 and played in the national championship against Florida. Like I was there. I, I know what this means. And I know every Troy Smith and Ted Ginn Jr. And AJ Hawk and everybody else that he's played with would tell you what this game means. Like hotline, you played in this. How come you ain't getting, I don't know. Like, how are you not getting guys to understand? Forget the coaches that's been there for 10 years. You stepped on that field and understood what it meant to play number one, be the number one team playing the number two Michigan and knew that winning that game was your national championship. Even though you 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 had a chance to play and beat Florida, that game was so good, they were talking about it could be the national championship. And it would have meant everything. But like you being a former player, if, if Ryan Day ain't doing it, you can step in. That's what assistant coaches and coordinators are for. Let me pick up where my coach is lacking and making these boys understand that, like, bro, that bus ride back to Columbus ain't ever going to be what you think it is if you can't no. win this game. It's never going to be that. You're never going to be accepted back on campus. You're not going to get the same love you was getting before that. You know why? Because you lost. You guys are losers. You're failures. We got to deal with this for another 364 days. Your teachers ain't going to love you. Your professors ain't going to love you the same. Them girls ain't going to love you the same. And Maserati, cool, but guess what? You lost to Michigan, buddy. Take that back. Like, now you riding flashy while that team up north get to talk for another year. Three years in a row, it's another year. We got to wait a fourth year to have an opportunity to get some respect back in a game that probably doesn't matter. And in a game that Harbaugh might not even be there. You might not even get your lick back. Harbaugh might have beat you three times in a row. might be in the NFL. You don't even get your lick back. Yeah, some bum coach that they get that's rebuilding the program, and that's where you turn in and win two in a row. And next thing you know, he finally got all his recruits. And year three, he's like, yep, now we're good. Like, that's the scenario we're in. That's the opportunity you missed this year by losing. Like, now it might not mean anything for the next forever. Like, it means something, but it may not mean what it used to mean for the past 100 years. The next 100 years, that game is not going to have the same meaning that it used to. So, and you passed up on that. You missed out on that. You did. You did. Guys, I love having Mo on. And trust me, you want to get more of Mo on the show, probably talk about Michigan very, very soon. You can follow him on X, formerly known as Twitter, at Mo underscore Cheese 15. You can follow me on the same platform at Stevens 7 This has been Locked on Buckeyes here on a Thursday. One more show left for the week. We'll see you next time.